It's time for Unfiltered for Your Pleasure, the official podcast of Adam and Jen in the morning. If you're easily offended, you made a wrong turn and your GPS is broken. Unfiltered for Your Pleasure is a recap of some of our favorite moments from the week, including calls, topic chats, and a little bit of sailor talk. If you're easily offended, you clicked on the wrong button. The Wiggles podcast is one button up. So are you ready for your show? It's now time for Unfiltered for Your Pleasure with Adam and Jen. It is Unfiltered uh, for Your Pleasure, episode 32 this morning or this afternoon or this evening, whatever you're listening to this episode. Uh, it is Adam and Jen. Uh, all right, so it's been two weeks since we posted... Uh, a podcast episode. Mm-hmm. This is how we ended the last episode. Anything oh. else you want to share with the the family? No, I don't. I don't think so. Not yet. Mm. Mm. <laughs> you have our attention for yeah. next time. Yeah, maybe next time. Maybe next time. I'm not quite ready yet. All right. Uh, yeah, me too. <laughs> I'm not quite ready to share some of the things that I've got going on in my my life. But when I get those... Oh my God, I love you so much. When I, when I get the other jeans, I'll let you guys know all about it, okay? <laughs> so we ended it. I kind of feel like that was a bus that just backed up there for a second. <laughs> well, if it wasn't for the people that uh, really want to know what was going on, and if you're ready or not to share or not, uh, I just wanted to remind you and myself, really, that um, we left last... Two weeks ago's episode with like a big tease, kind right. of. Well, and so I, I'm gonna just start out, and I'm gonna ask, <sighs> "Are you ready to share yet? You don't have to be if you don't want to. Right. That's that's your prerogative, as they say. It's my prerogative. I think it was Bobby. Bobby, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, are you ready to share yet or not? No. Okay. That's all I need. That's that's. I'm not one to pressure. I appreciate that. Um, and so I'm 100% okay with that. I, on the other hand, got more new jeans and pants that I'd like to share with everybody. <laughs> I'm pretty excited about. That's my life. That's what I am now. I got some new clothes. I bought a new hat as what? well when I was in New Orleans. Okay. Bought a new hat. Oh, was that the one you were wearing yesterday? Yeah, my Central City barbecue hat. Yes. I went to a barbecue joint, which we'll get into that because I ate a lot uh, when I went to New Orleans. But... Um, yeah, so welcome to Are the- you New Orleans or New Orleans? Uh New Orleans. New uh, it's like that's a mixture. I know. <laughs> <laughs> you asked me if I was one or the other, <laughs> and I'm neither of those. <laughs> Are you potato or potato? Um, I'm tomato. Okay. <laughs> I'm just not in I'm not either one of those. Uh yeah, I, I I'm guessing New Orleans. See New New Orleans. New Orleans. New Orleans. Yeah. Yeah. Not no, New Orleans. Not New Orleans. Not New Orleans. Um, but I, we had a good time. We just got back. We went down there. My wife had a, a business trip, and so I tagged along. Okay. Uh, which I've done a couple times. Next one. Uh, so last year, we were supposed to be in Austin, and I had scheduled right. my barbecue tour. Yes. I had scheduled my barbecue tour around this function, and it got canceled because of COVID. So fuck you, COVID. <laughs> and uh, Why, wait, stop. I would like everybody to just stop for one moment. First one to do it this this and he, week. Adam yeah. was the very first yeah. person to drop the f bomb. It was not Jen. So, okay, we can move on. Um, but excited that 
next year's is back in Austin. Oh. So I'm going back Good. to Austin, hopefully. Going unless back to things Austin. Go, exactly. <laughs> um and and so uh, I'm really excited for that. I didn't realize how much I enjoy um, Louisiana style food. I oh. really do. Like I enjoy it more than I thought I did it's until Cajun, I was there. Right? It's Cajun, yeah, a little spicy crawfish, red beans, rice, alligator. Ate quite a bit of alligator, which Shut super up. super good. Uh, it's kind of like chicken, you know, um, with a little bit of fishy flavor. But Man, it's super I had good. The right? option to eat alligator when I was in Florida. Yeah, they have alligator bites there. Yeah. Oh yeah. Right. Like they're like little chicken oh, nuggies. Yes, that's uh, what these were. And I didn't. Yeah. And I, I wasn't because I was like, oh no, I'm not going to try that. Wh- whatever happened, we were like, oh, when we get back, we'll grab those. Forgot. And, and something Spaced happened. It. Yeah, and didn't do it. And I I'm had, really bummed. I had an alligator po' boy. Uh, oh, which yeah. was super good. And it was the it was same thing. Alligator bites on bread, mayonnaise, yeah. tomatoes, lettuce, all that sort of stuff. Um, <sighs> but yeah, so our trip started not the best. Um, and that's because... His trip started in a way that would make me never travel with him again. Yeah. I, uh, <laughs> I got, We get on the plane, we leave early, and uh, we get into... We fly from here to Seattle, Seattle to Salt Lake, Salt Lake to New Orleans. And we get in and... About an hour before we land in New Orleans, I'm uh, I'm like, man, I uh, I'm just not feeling very well. My head's starting to hurt a little bit, and I'm thinking it's just travel. Right. I need some food in me, you know. I need something, some substance, really. And I'm excited to go. So we we get off the plane, and we get off the plane, and Uber was 115 dollars to go 11 miles. That's so crazy. And we're like, well, that's stupid. We'll just go get a taxi. Taxi was an hour and a half wait. Oh. The line, I've got a picture uh, that I'll, I'm I'm putting together a, a blog on our website uh, that you guys can go check out. Kind of rundown of all, everything that I did, what I'll explain today, with pictures. And th- it was insane. I was like, you have got to be kidding me. Sure as, sh- we get up to the, right up to get our taxi. And I said, I'm just going to, for shits and giggles, I'm going to see how much an Uber is right now. And it was like $5 more than a taxi. That 45 oh. minute trip. So it was like, they they know when planes come get in, released, like when a, an yeah. abundance of planes come in, they jack their prices up. So, Smart. So we get in the taxi cab and uh, and we get to our location which is right on Canal Street which is kind of a main street in in downtown New Orleans and uh we get checked in and it's like we got to go eat let's What's get some food What's the main street? Bourbon Street? Is Bourbon that the Street one is the popular that's one? the popular one. That's okay. the one with all the bars and the nightclubs and the yes. restaurants okay. and all that sort of stuff. And we, I visited that quite a bit uh, <laughs> while we were there. Um cuz it was literally like Two blocks away from where our it was walking distance. I mean, I literally oh, nice. hop, skip, and a jump, and I'm right on Bourbon Street. Okay. Um, and so the French Quarter is kind of like that. Bourbon Street's the main one, but there's probably six to eight streets like that, and they they kind of so you got Bourbon Street, which is like bars, restaurants, nightclubs. Then like the next street over is like art gallery, um, some upper scale restaurants. Oh, then like okay. the next street over is more bars and restaurants. And so there's like a like six or seven streets that are all like that. Okay. Um, and so we go across the street though to this place called the Creole House. And I'm like, okay, just get some food in me, get some food in me. I'm just head starting to pound a little bit more. I'm like, this is not going well. So I order a po' boy, uh, and it comes out, and I take one bite, and I'm like, nope, this isn't happening. Oh, Can't no. eat it, you know? And so late, my wife goes, why don't you just go back to the hotel? I'll finish up, and I'll come back over there. And I was like, no, I'm going to I'm gonna tough it up. 
I'll let you eat your dinner. I'm going to stay here with you, and then we'll walk back over afterwards. Get back to the hotel. It wasn't five minutes, and I'm throwing up. Um, and I'm like, what in the heck? Where did this? And I'm like, this is not how my trip's going to start. Right. I do not want to get sick and be stuck in bed for the next three, four days. Oh, and miserable. So I, I, I did a quick double, you know, double throw up. I come out, I'm sweating, I'm cold, I'm sweating, everything, yeah. all the signs, right? Miserable. <laughs> so I grab a cold, wet cloth, put it on my forehead, I lay in bed, and I'm out cold. I don't even remember the rest of the night. I am done, out cold. Wow. I wake up the next morning like a champ. Right as rain. Ready to go. I'm like, I need food. I'm going to go get some breakfast. A buddy of mine told me about Jimmy J's. Jimmy J's Cafe. So I call and I place an order online. I walk down. My wife's still asleep. She's still in bed. And I'm sure she probably didn't get a good night's sleep because I was probably snoring right. all night because I was out sweating cold. Just sweating. It. Exactly. Yeah. Miserable, right? Um, so I order breakfast, something that I think she'd like. Right. Um, and, I, and I sneak out and I go down and I go to Jimmy J's, which was like a block and a half from us, which was nice. I get breakfast. I come back. Starbucks right there. I'm like, ooh, she'll like a coffee. I'll surprise her with that. I get a coffee. Go upstairs. Um, you know, breakfast in bed. Nice coffee. Right. Feeling good about it. She's feeling good. She's like, okay, let's, you know. So we laid there. She had an appointment at 1 o'clock for her conference work. She goes to that. I'm getting ready for the day. Yeah. And she's got one to four as her conference, and we're going to go out, hit the town. Uh, about 2 o'clock, she comes back, and I was like, what are you doing here or whatever? She's like, not feeling so hot. Oh, no. <laughs> you got to be kidding me. She crawled into bed and uh, got the shivers, got the sweats. About an hour later, she gets up, goes and throws up. Uh, she goes and gets sick. And I'm like, this is not, this is ridiculous. This is, you know, not happening. Uh, um, she was better than I was afterwards, though. Yeah. So she decided, you know, we decided to go out and we walked around and did some, we walked down to this mall and uh, it was right on the, the Mississippi River. A bunch of high class upscaled um, shops in there. I mean, Tiffany, you know. Wow. Yeah, very, they, they, like they had a Louis Vuitton store. And it had like a waiting line outside. You couldn't go into the store. There was like a line. They only allowed so many people in yeah. because they you had to, when you went in you had to go in with a salesperson. Sure, you know. They and so there was like there. yeah, so there was like ten or twelve people in line to go into this Louis Vuitton store. I'm like, geez. Um, and so we did that for a little bit, and then we ended up just going back to the hotel. We grabbed some a bite to eat, and then went back to the hotel. And it was weird because the time change was yeah. a little different. So it got really dark. And we were like, man, we should really just go back and rest because you got a big day tomorrow. You know, we'll get you through your stuff. Right. And we go back and we're sitting in the hotel room. We're like, I didn't realize that it. it's 630. <laughs> <laughs> it was ridiculous. It was like 630. It's like, we're wasting kind of, you know, but right. we want to make sure she was feeling better. So got up the next morning. She decided she had to go to her classes or her conference or whatever. So I decided to strap up my shoes and walk. And for three, I believe it was, it was Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. Yeah, for three, three days, I averaged 15,000 steps a day. That's I was awesome. huffing. I was walking. Yeah. I loved it. I I've, I walked all around that town. I went down Bourbon Street and I just walked down the street, right nice. down the middle of the street. I just was looking at places and the things. Um, we went on a, and I ate, like I said, ate a ton. I ate everything from 
uh, gumbo and different types of gumbo, shrimp gumbo, crab gumbo, normal gumbo, just all different. They had gumbo in 17 Everything. different. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but the hands down, the one thing that we ate the most of was uh, char grilled oysters. That was a big one. Okay. And char-grilled oysters are just oysters on a half shell. They pop them open. Uh, they put a, a butter, garlic butter seasoning in them and then Parmesan cheese. And they put them on the grill. And I think some of the, when the butter drips out of the shell a little bit and gets down on the flames, it causes flames to come up and literally char-grills oh. these oysters. So they're bubbling. They're boiling when they come to your table and they got, you know, a thing. And they're so damn good. Really? It was like, okay. Like, we went to this place called the Acme Oyster House. Hands down, the best oysters we ever had. We got six and was like, yeah, we should have got 12. So, like, we'll take another six. Wow. It was They were so good. Um, what are the prices over there? Are they expensive? A little, little spendy. Yeah. Yeah, like, a little pricey, you know. Because um, it's so touristy. I think so. I think that's one of the reasons. I don't know if it was off-season for certain things, you know, because I noticed crawfish. I really wanted to go down and eat a bunch of crawfish, but there wasn't a lot of There was crawfish tails, which were little kind of, you know, bite tails, little breaded and fried sort of stuff. Yeah. Um, like the alligator ones, but there wasn't a lot of fresh crawfish. So I think it was out of season or mm -hmm. something. So, yeah, ate a ton. Um, and then we went on this thing that my wife bought um, – and it was a haunted oh, cemetery yes. tour. And? And I'm really surprised and that you agreed to go on this. I, you know, I, I, I didn't know what to think at first. Um, and when I got in, because they, they buried the dead different down there. How do they bury them? Well, they can't bury them underground because they are at the level, they're at sea level. Right. So they realized this way back away. in the day. No, they'll bury them. And then, or what they said was, they'll dig a hole. And then when they go to grab the body to put the body in, it's filled with water. It's filled with water. So they, there's no water table, and so they can't dig down. And they started doing that, and then all of a sudden, like when a big rain would come, dead bodies would start floating to the top of the ground. You know, <laughs> and, just popping and they were up just out popping everywhere? up everywhere. These caskets what? popping no up everywhere. Haunted, exactly. And so they have these, uh, and and I don't want to be disrespectful, but they're they're kind of huts. They're these, you know, but they're, they're tombs. They're tombs. Yeah. Um, but they're you, your family owns it. Yeah. And so, because it's like, well, how do you, you know, how do you put, they only have certain areas that you can do this. So your family owns a tomb and everybody gets buried in that tomb. Right. And so what it is, is they have, um, you know, some have double deckers, uh -huh. so you can bury one or two people in there, but they have a law. There's a law in New, in New Orleans, and I don't know if it's just in this city, but it's a year and a day law that if somebody in your family gets buried. Uh-huh. Uh, when they put the body in the tomb, they have to leave it for a year and a day. And that's to make sure that the body decomposes enough. And they feel like a year, it'll decompose enough that it turns really into just yep. ash kind of. I mean, yeah. just stuff. Bones. And, and they don't want, and the, and the year is the day, but they don't want to do it on your birth, on your death, death anniversary. Day. So that's why they wait a day, and a what year do they and a do day. At that point? And so what they do is then um, if you have somebody that can be buried, then what they'll do is they'll open the tomb. They sweep all of the stuff that's in there to a back corner that falls down into a big kind of a bowl on the bottom of the tomb. So then we started wondering, well, what happens like if we're family, right? 
and and I have a family member that dies, and then like three months later, I die. Yeah, that's what I'd want to know. You you can go and rent another place. Shut up. And your body stays in there, and then they go and scrape that stuff out when that year and day is up for the other one, and then they can put whatever they get left over into no. your bowl. Oh, or it's like an Airbnb for it, dead people. It, it, it is. It's really kind of weird. And so then it got into the conversation of well, what happens, like Hurricane Katrina, right? Multiple people Multiple in a family people. die at one time. So we went to a Katrina grave site, really. That was a new one that just gotten that had just been built, and it literally was just this grassy field, mm-hmm. and they just buried the bodies there. Everybody and there was I don't know th- a, over a thousand different bodies and they would bring them in and because unless you had unless you could identify the 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 person as your kin and as your family and you had space available to put them in your grave in your family tomb they just got buried in this field and that's where they all stayed and so you went there and so we went there and then they handed us these like metal. They were copper like shaped wire things that you hold in your hand, and then you could talk. They wanted you to talk to the the dead and ask them questions. And then if it moved one way, like if it crossed, it was no. If it opened, it was yes. And I don't know. There, but I was like, yeah, I don't believe this crap, right? So I start, you know, I'm holding it and I'm talking, and I'm like, oh, you're supposed supposed to ask them if they're from New Orleans, if they died from white fever or yellow fever, mm-hmm. you know, all these other states. My, they didn't move whatsoever. But the gal that was telling us all the stuff. Very, like, she was talking about over here in between these two trees. If you go over there, there's a ghost over there that likes to tug on jackets and different. She's telling me all these things. I'm like, really? I don't know about any of this stuff. Right. She's, she's talking about people take pictures, take a lot of pictures, because sometimes things will show up in the pictures afterwards, like spirits and right. shapes and all the. I'm like, you know, and so... She, we brought our things back, and and she goes, so did you know? Did you get a chance to talk to anything? I was like, man, ain't nobody want to talk to me in real life or the dead. I'm not feeling any. F- I'm like, this is ridiculous, you know. And so, um, yeah, we tried, but it was it was interesting to learn the process of how they bury and why they bury them. So they have all these, and the thing is, is they used to be open to the public. Yeah. Like my my mother-in-law talks about when um, my father-in-law went there for business, she went down and she could go through and just walk through all these graveyards. Wow. Now everything's closed off because a lot of vandalism. Oh, yeah. So everything's now private. Um, and there's only, I think, one specific tour company that's allowed to go into these grave sites, these grave to where you can go in and walk through, um, which is it's crazy. We did it at nights. Um, it was Ick. like a it was a BYOB, you know, party. So it was like bring your own drinks on the bus, and then but you couldn't get off with your drinks. That was one of the things you could not drink. You could not bring alcohol. They don't, onto, they don't like you pouring it onto the dead apparently people. Apparently, you don't want to pour right. one out for your homie because you know, you know then, who passed away. That's so. exactly right. Because then those dead people that in the haunted place. They start getting a little they boozy, get a little wild, and yeah, right? they get wild. They get um, boozy. There was that's right. There was another thing too that they told us that you had to walk backwards outside of the gate, so you could go in normally. But when you left and you exited a grave, uh, the the graveyard, they told you had to turn around and exit, and that's so no spirits would attach onto you, and you you would pull them with you. And take them with you to wherever you go. So apparently, there I I brought spirits back. What? I might have brought spirits back with me. I don't know. You didn't back out. I didn't of it? back out. Why not? Because I forgot until I walked out, and then somebody told me, and I went, "Well, shit." 
Now, now I've what? got spirits. Now do what do I do? you just walk back in and I can't, then walk How backwards? do you walk back in? They're sta- they were attached to me, apparently. I'm, so, I don't know. Needless to say, I don't know if I've I got spirits. I tell the doctor, I'd be like, listen, I did not gain 10 pounds last month. Spirit. I picked up a spirit. I picked, a spirit. <laughs> picked up a spirit or two when I was down in New Orleans. So, <laughs> um, But uh, I found two barbecue joints that I went to. Uh, super good food. One had, f- uh, it was fried buffalo ribs. So think about that. Fried buffalo ribs. Normally ribs, mm-hmm. you just... They smoke, smoke them, them and you eat them, barbecue, right? Barbecue, whatever. These ones were smoked, then flash fried like a chicken wing, right? And then pulled out and tossed in buffalo sauce, and then you had blue cheese or ranch to dip them in. It was like chicken wings, but it was a pork rib. They were fantastic, interesting, very good. I don't know why anybody else doesn't do it or hasn't thought of it because they were delicious. Nice. Uh, then I went to another place that had wings and it was, they were the best wings ever. And as I put it, I think I posted a picture of them on my Instagram or something. But as I said in the picture, I said, have you ever eaten something and you stopped eating it because you didn't want that food to go away? Yeah. Like you didn't want to take the last bite knowing it that it would, too good, it was too it would good. Be over? That was after the first wing. I sat there and looked at them for about ten minutes. Like I can't eat you because I'm gonna be a fr- I'm gonna be sad when those other five are gone, <laughs> gone and it's just bones sitting there. I'm gonna I'm gonna be I'm gonna be upset. <laughs> That's how good these wings were, and I loved them even more because they were called Hogs for a Cause wings. <gasps> and every and when you buy them, a portion of every Hogs for a Cause wings batch they donate to a local charity, and I'm like, that's brilliant. I'm going to take that back I to the Tri-Cities it. and try to find somebody in town that's willing to do that because I think that was, uh, and it may be just a little bit. I don't know what they donated, but it was it was just great, and they had a white Hogs sauce. Hogs for there. a cause. Hogs for a cause that's wings. That's fantastic. It was great. Smart. It was just, Brilliant marketing. Yeah. So that's why I was like, you know what? They're giving back to charity. I'm going to buy a hat. I'm going to walk it out, and we're going to do this, have some fun. So I had some leftover rib tips because they said rib tips – um, there was a bowl for three fifty. I was like, okay, that was that was a meal in itself. Really, for three dollars and fifty cents, I was surprised. Um, and I couldn't eat all of them. They were good. I couldn't eat all of them, so I ended up taking them. And on my way back, because I know when I walked there, mm-hmm. I went through an area where I was a little. It was like tent city. Yep, tents everywhere. Yep. I never got bothered though when I walked through there. Like nobody ever they didn't Hassled they you didn't or... hassle me or ask me for anything. Really? They, they were just they were just Mind living their own business. Mind their own business. Okay. And so when I came back, uh the first person I came up upon, uh I had the leftover rib tips and just said, Here you go, you know, and just nice. gave them the rib tips and that was nice of kept, you. Kept huffling it because I could have taken it back. Gives back, gives back, gives back. Gives back, gives back. A lot of a lot of giving back. I love so. that. Um but yeah, if you ever get a chance to go to New Orleans, okay. I would say do it. Um, big cities scare me sometimes. When you get to a big city, you get nervous, especially when you don't know what's going on. Um, the culture is very, uh, different in New Orleans. A lot of loud music, uh, a lot of, uh, you know, cars, fast cars and, and loud music coming from them and, and the hip hop and, and, you know, all sorts of, they're, they make these cool things like bikes. Yeah. So they'll have bikes 
that they'll like chop and, and make them to where they have like a big rake in the front. So they have the tire out front and they're kind of like low rider back. Bikes. It's like a low rider bike, right? Right. They'll attach subwoofer speakers to these things <laughs> and hook their Bluetooths to them and drive up and down these streets blasting music. It's the craziest thing ever. There's a lot of energy there. It, very much so. And I, and you know, when you get into a position that you're kind of out of your comfort zone, yeah. you feel, you get a little nervous sometimes. And you get scared. And then also your awareness is heightened, right? You Ve- start seeing all the little details of the things because you're like, whoa, yep. what is that? Yep. Never once did I feel after like the first day, once I got through, yeah. I've never felt more comfortable in a town really? of that size to just walk anywhere at any time of the day, night, morning, 2 a.m. Is it the first time you've been there? To New Orleans? Yeah. 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 Oh, okay. Uh, and so never once did I feel like I was ever in danger. Nice. I felt comfortable. We're gonna get mugged. Wasn't gonna get mugged. Wasn't gonna get stabbed. Wasn't gonna get shot. Even though we woke up one morning and said seven shot, and it was like two streets down from where we were walking the night before. I was like, what the? What is going on here? Um, But I never felt. Yeah, I never felt. You know, scared after that first kind of. Is that where they do the naked boobies for beads? Yeah, that's Mardi Gras. Mardi that's Gras. Mardi Gras right there is Bourbon Street. Yeah. And so we were there and we actually, we were, I I tossed a couple beads. We did some bead tossing. Um, we had, there was a couple. Did you get cup, to see boobies? Uh, I did. Um, yeah, there was uh, a group of gals and we, we were on this balcony of this bar. And mind you, it wasn't crazy busy because it's not Mardi Gras. It's, you know, it was a right. Saturday, but there were people out and. And uh, and we went up to this bar and we went up top. We want to sit on the balcony, just kind of have some drinks and look over and watch people and stuff like that. Well, there was a couple at the end and they had a they'd bought a bunch of bags of beads. Right. And yeah. so they were up there tossing beads and this and that. That's when I, I noticed the gals that were showing their boobies for the beads. And this this larger man. Walked over and he started, you know, doing this, kind of shaking his arms and his, you know, hey, oh, he's grabbing his shirt, like, I'll do it too, kind of a thing. Right. So, me jokingly, I was like, I walked down to him, I was like, hey, man, this guy right here needs some beads. He's looking for some beads, kind right? of thing, you know. And so, the gal had given me some beads to throw. I was like, well, that was nice. And then over time, are you with your wife at this time? I'm with time? my time. Ta- oh, yeah, okay. I'm with my wife and she's with her guy friend. I don't know if they're married or not. And I didn't, we didn't find out. Right. Um, but over the the next 10 to 15 minutes, we found out more and more. We both my wife and I found out that we we're pretty sure they're swingers. And they were uh, trying to get us to join them at their party. Okay. To, you know, to just really hang out and have some fun and toss some beads and yeah, you they know, wanted and to toss more than beads. Yeah, <laughs> you know, share a little bit here and there and you know, and as soon as we found that out, and you know, and I'm, and to, I don't care what people do, uh, and this is the second time I've had um, swingers, yeah, like inc- invite me back to a place, yeah. One was in Vegas. Um, I just was like, yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I'm uncomfortable now. I just, I don't know why. I just want to go. And so it was like, and so we we're sitting there having our drink, and then they came down and they kind of made it uncomfortable. You tell them, listen, I can't swing. I shower with clothes on. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but then it got awkward because then they came down and they said, and they, and she like came over and she says, "We know you guys are just gonna leave. Like, just put that out there. Like, we know you're just taking the beads and you're gonna leave." You know, and it was like, no, we're just hang, hanging out, having a drink kind of a thing. Well, we know you're going to leave. 
Yeah. You're not going to come down and hang out with us. We know you're going to leave. Like they were trying to make us feel bad. Guilt you into you know? it. Yeah. And so I just looked at my, and so then they, they left, you know, and they went back down to their thing. And I just looked at my wife and I said, uh, finish a drink, go to the restroom. I'll meet you outside. And so I just, I picked up the beads. I walked over and said, Hey, we're going to go meet some friends. Thanks. So appreciate it. And she oh. goes, see, I told you. And I said, okay. And I yep. just kind of turned around and walked away. Yep, right. I was just like, I'm not, you know, I'm so not. did you toss beads for boobies? I didn't toss any beads. I didn't, I didn't see any boobies that I tossed beads for. Oh. How about that? I saw beads being tossed, and I saw boobies at the bottom. Right, right, I got you. Accepting beads. I wish I would have gone to New Orleans before now. Yeah? Because I totally would have earned some beads. Why Why? Why before now? You don't feel like you could do it now? Probably not. Oh, I bet you could. It doesn't matter what they look like there. Oh, no, well, I mean, they look better now than they've ever looked in my entire life. Oh, well, then because... why? Then what are you worried about? Then what are you worried about? Well, I have a friend now who's a lot more modest than oh. I am, and I think it would be very, very frowned upon. By 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 your friend? Yes. Oh, I see. Well, then just don't take your friend. Yeah, I think that's that, that, that would was, be probably would... the case, not take my friend. Yeah. But I would totally do it just to be able to say I did earned yeah. those beads yeah. in New Orleans. Yeah, and you want to get a good set of beads, too. Yeah, A lot of cheap beads there, and you don't want the cheap beads. No, if you're going to throw the, them out there, you want something nice. I want the really and nice And that's ones. why you wait, and you look around, and you go, well, you know, hey, I want to see what I'm, I want to see the product. Yeah, what am I, what what am am I, I showing for? Yeah, exactly, yeah. you know, because a lot of them, they just get a, but uh, we found out that we went to Women a place. Women should learn to do that with a lot of things in life. Yeah, yeah. Listen, let me, show me the show product. Show me the product first. So I know what I'm working <laughs> with. Exactly. <laughs> uh, we went to a place called Pat O'Brien's, the home of the hurricane. Home of the hurricane drink. drink. The hurricane drink okay, so I saw that people that you know were about. Drinking that, but I didn't yeah. know what it is. Hurricane drink is just rum. Okay. It's rum and a hurricane mix. And was the reason it was, yeah, it was, it was tasty. The reason it's called the hurricane is because the glass that it comes in apparently looks like a hurricane lamp. And I'm like, well, that's ironic because you're in a town that is like battered hurricane. and beaten from hurricanes yes. constantly. But it, uh, it is. A mixture of just a hurricane cocktail mix with burb, uh, with um, uh, rum and, and then oranges sure. in there as well. Um, and they did that back in the day because um, whiskey became more expensive okay. because they couldn't get it and they couldn't make it back in the day. Okay. So they wanted to find something cheaper. And so then they started making these hurricane rum drinks. Interesting. And yeah, it was it was super interesting. A lot of culture, a lot of history, learned a ton. Um, you know, like we, we we kept seeing stuff. I mean, there's, and it's it's dirty. I was, okay, that was my question. Is it as dirty as it looks like? Yeah, it's dirty. Um, and it's sad because it could be such a beautiful town. Mm. It could be the history. The, Why do you think it is so dirty? I think it's because the amount of people that go there and just don't care. Right. Gotcha. You know, I think if it was the, the, if it was just townies and it was just the locals, right. Might be a little different. Or because um, it's culturally raised that way. I, right. That could like be hereditarily, too. this is the way it's always been. So that, nobody's had the initiative to, there's take a lot care of, of like it. you can walk down the street and smell the most amazing food ever. And then two seconds later, you're walking by a dumpster that is like rotten food and yeah. it's been sitting there for three days, you know, and then there's garbage everywhere. But then I also wonder, because they do get hammered 
almost every single year with hurricanes. Exactly. They is can't it keep worth up. It, them putting the money into it when it's just going to get destroyed? Uh, it's a great question. Canal, like I said, Canal Street was a main street with a bunch of hotels. Canal Street, to me, separated that town between a, a poorer town uh-huh. and a richer town. Gotcha. Gotcha. There, you could tell when you went to when you walked on one side of Canal Street and you went through the, the aisles, very low income, very just dirtier. And then you went to the other side and you had your Emeralds restaurant mm. that was a hundred dollars a plate kind of right, a thing. Right. You had um, restaurants. I mean, you had valet. You had you know park. I saw Ferraris and Lamborghinis and down down these little side streets. You had okay. and that was on one side. And then the other side, so you had the French quarters, which was the kind of busy place. Then the warehouse districts, which was kind of more upscale. So, okay. um, went to a Saints game, went to the Superdome, which was kind of cool. Yeah, uh, that was fun. Uh, they ended up losing in the last seconds of a field goal, uh, but the Superdome was really cool to go nice. into. It was big, um, and uh, the people there are. Entertaining. Are Let's they? Let's just put it like that. Yeah. Like you go to a football game. I loved it because it was Atlanta. There's a big rival between the Saints and Atlanta, but it was a fun rival. Okay. Like there were people yelling at each other and laughing and hanging Jeez, out. And exactly. Ribbon, it was very good. Friendly banter. Friendly banter. Nice. I've gone it. to, I've been in Kansas City. I've been in Seattle oh, yeah. where it's, it's not. It's the opposite. Yeah. And and it's and it's even uh, to one another there. This place, I just saw so much fun. Oh. They're dancing. They're having a good time. They're yelling at each other. They're telling each other to sit down. You know, I've you know heard this and that. It was so just... many times that New Orleans is built on love, which is why oh. it continues to stay how it is, where it is, and why people stay there and don't move out, even with all that. of the problems. Yep. That the city was completely built with love. I can easily see that. Yeah. Our our Uber ride to the airport on our last day solidified that with the driver who was um this man does a lot and he is he's a busy man mm. um he sent and i was going to post a link to i was going to try something and i don't care if anybody does it or not um he he makes music okay and so um he's selling music online so i was going to put a link uh in the description where you can go and and i want to see how many people would i want to just it's like a buck something, right? Okay. I'm like, people can afford a dollar. It's like a dollar fifty for this music. And it's just a beat that he makes. Okay. But he makes these beats in his, he's got a studio, which I don't know what his studio looks like. He made it sound glorious. I'm guessing it could be uh, a closet somewhere. Right. But he was just a very spiritual man, mm. um, plays music, telling us stories about healing hands and, and you know, and he's found himself uh, in health. Spiritual and, and, and spirited. And spirited as yeah. well. Um, making clothing. He, he's making clothing that will have things that you can scan to take you to his art and his music and all these other things. He, he, he designed a pair of Nike shoes. He had a guy help him from an, uh, L.A. that he bought the shoes, shipped them to this guy. He said, send him all my money, send him the design. This guy made the design, everything, and sent it back to him. He says, how many people do that? He goes, that guy could have taken the shoes and my money and ran. And this guy didn't. He designed my shoe for Aww. me. I mean, he's just literally, he was just the nicest Guy ever has that job. I said, is this your full-time job? He says, no, this is what I do for my for my heart. I do this because I love to talk to people. He goes, I work at the Ford store. I do this. I mean, he named off three or four or five different things. And then this one he does 
just to help just his heart. Just to do it. Just to do it because he loves to talk to people. Aww. He loves to. And so I literally, I was just like, oh my gosh. So he sent me the link. He's like, here, he goes here and he pulls his phone up as he's driving. You know, he shouldn't be doing oh, yeah, any of that. Of course. I'm sure Uber was like, oh, you know, they would be on uh, frowned upon. But he pulled it up, pulled this little QR code out. Let me scan it. So I have the link to his his music. And uh, and I was like, man, I could see this stuff in commercials and in TV shows. Just the background music, just the yeah. beat kind of a thing. But it was really cool to talk to this guy. And it was like, that was a perfect way to leave New Orleans is with on that on a good note with that guy. Right. You know, Isn't um, it funny when certain people are brought into our lives at yeah. different times and you instantly fall in love with them. You know, you there's something about their energy, their aura, their they're just their persona that sucks you into yep. like this person is a genuinely authentic person and somehow God put him on my path for a reason today. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I was blessed enough to get to get a moment with this person who's so real. Yeah. You know, for me it was 30 minutes. It yeah. was a 30 minute drive. Amazing. That we had. I and love and stuff it was like cool. That. So I, I was gonna just post the link in there. Like I said, the the song isn't it's there's no lyrics, there's none of that. It's just just a just a music bed and and I, like I said I want to say I've got it here I'm trying to pull it up his name is uh, DJ Poetry Words okay was his it was this guy's name which I thought was kind of creative uh, he does artwork uh, and the music that he had was uh, or DJ Poetry King and the and the name of the song was Word Paint okay uh, and so and it's a dollar fifty. And I was like, I'm gonna post the link up and see yeah, see if anybody wants to just go in. And it's really just a donation. It's, it's just a dollar fifty. It's a dollar fifty to go donate to this guy. But and I'd love cool for him be? to see yes. them all come from Washington yes, State. You know, all then these. He'd be like, oh, remember that guy exactly. I took with his wife to the airport? Yep, exactly. Uh, so he's got a couple other things, like I said. But um, I'll post that up in the links. You can, uh, if you want, go uh, go do that. And uh, yeah, I'm excited. Like I said, uh, just to. It's one of those things, man. I I, I learned a ton. I experienced a, a bunch of a different culture, a different town in our world, in, in our country, uh, especially one that goes through so much shit. You know, one that deals with like a, you know the Katrina and the, yeah. the Hurricane Ida that was a couple months before we got there. Yeah. We still saw remnants everywhere. We saw uh, when I got to our <sighs> hotel, we were forty three floors up, so we had a great look over the city. And I saw all these blue squares kind of everywhere. And I was like, "What are those?" It was tarps, and they were covered up on houses because they hadn't gone through, been able to fix them up yet. And so, insurance <clears throat> is did I? You know, I don't know if I told you, and maybe I shared the story with you before, but when Katrina hit. <clears throat> my mom and dad went back there. Okay. And my dad spent a year there. Wow. Helping rebuild and get things back together. And I think he'd be okay with me sharing this. Um, but he, my dad is, a, is an electrician welder. Um, worked for Bechtel. He went back there to go assess the situation. And the devastation was so extreme that what was supposed to be a few weeks turned into a full year. Yeah. He would go out to locations where people's homes had been destroyed and he would survey and make sure that they had running water, uh, electrical, gotcha. plumbing out there so that, that FEMA could bring a trailer out and put it out. But they had to have all those things for FEMA Before to be able FEMA to bring a trailer wow. out. He said most of the time the trailers that FEMA brought out for these families were better than the home that they were living in before geez, geez. because they were so horrible. Yeah. And 
My dad's not an emotional person, right? He's very, yeah, very manly, yeah. right? Raw, raw, raw. And I told him, I said, how do you, how did, how does that affected you since you've been back there? Uh, I said, because I've never personally witnessed that kind of devastation. Yeah. And he had to stop because here it's been however many years later. I think it was 2019, I think it was, 18 or 19. For Katrina? Or not. uh, No, it was way back. It was 2009? It had to be six. No, it had to be before because it was before, because Jazzy's birthday is in 2007. So like 2002, 2004. Uh, 2005. 2005. It was August, okay. yeah. So it's been that long ago, right? And he got choked up and he had tears. And I'm like, whoa, what's going on? And he's like, well, when I was back there, I made six figures that year. But I didn't bring a penny of it home. Yeah. And I'm like, is it, you know, cost you a lot of money to stay there? What was going yeah. on? He said, no, it cost me a dime to stay there. He said, but these kids were displaced and he said he would see all these babies that had nothing they had no shoes on their feet they didn't have clothes because they lost everything in this and they were so poverty stricken beforehand they can't get themselves out of there there's no way they cannot move to get away from this area so you know we talk about people don't be stupid get the hell out of there it gets flooded every single year hurricane well most of that area is so poverty stricken that nobody they don't have the education they nope. don't have the tools they don't have the support they don't have the money they can't get out of there yeah so my dad would call home and tell my mom i need this 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 and this and this she would go buy everything he needed and pack it, it all up my dad would fly up get all of it take it all back down yeah. distribute all of it get a new list do the whole thing again i mean that's the kind of people my parents are anyway yeah but you know he spent over $100,000 that year of his own money to be able to help these kids because the devastation was so bad. And he said, you can still go there today. And some of those families, they're still living in those oh, yeah. trailers because that's all they have. Yeah, it, We saw um, there were buildings that had um, spray paint stuff on them. And I didn't know what it was for until we went on our the tour of the, the grave sites and the gal told us there's X's and then there's, um, you know, like NOP, which is New Orleans police. And then there would be a number, either a zero or a one, two. And then, and the zero would be, they searched it and there were zero, you bodies. know, zero bodies, which were good. But then there'd be another one where they'd be like uh, a three or something. That would be animals. They would find animals and they would either be and they would either put a, a, a D or an A for deceased or alive kind of a thing. And that's how they went through. And f- and then when they searched buildings on the on the outside of the building, they would spray paint this big thing. So others, when you when the other people would come through and they'd search, they would like, oh, that one's already searched. We're good. We don't have to go there anymore. Uh, we were driving on this road. Uh, we were in the 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 tour and she goes, we're coming up on an area. We're going to go under these overpasses. She goes, just to give you an idea. She goes, there's a lot of photos out there of people standing on overpasses during hurricane Katrina and stuff like that. She goes, this is one that was, that was videotaped and filmed quite a bit. She goes, the water was at the bottom of this overpass and we drove through this thing. And I was like, that's a lot of, that's a lot of water. And she said, yeah, people always asked, you know, why didn't people just jump in and swim, you know, swim away from where it was at? Because, you know, they could 
the the area the you know right. and they said there was so much debris debris in there people die in that yeah disgusting chemicals and everything right. like that there's no and a lot of people had elderly people with them they're not just going to throw them in and jump well, and swim I think and, that people forget and this is something that because this I've had this conversation before people forget when there is a hurricane or a flooding. That is not water anymore. Water is yeah. what's moving it from one place to another. There are trees, there are cars, there are buildings, there are metal, glass, sharp. I mean, and it is full of it. It'd be like telling you to go jump in the middle of a shallow creek, yeah. right? And have the water just run you down the the yep. jagged rocks. No thanks. It that kills people. Yeah. And and then the currents that are under there from what's pushing it because there's heavier things at the bottom than at the top. So they create this undertow where people get sucked. Up. I mean, it's yeah. like a real deal. It's uh, it's pretty, pretty amazing now that I go back and I'm looking now at photos from Hurricane Katrina. Yeah. And going and just looking at that. I, I, I remember it was bad back in 2005. I remember seeing the videos. I remember a lot of stuff, but not experiencing it. Yeah. And you don't know. And then to go there and hear stories and go, oh, yeah, by the water. By the way, the water was up to here. And you're like, holy shit. How did anybody survive this? Yeah. If the water was up to there, here. Yeah. So many people there's didn't. Just, there's buildings. There's homes. There's nothing. Like, I don't. There's no way. I just, yeah, very, uh, um, just insane. But uh, but you're right. That town built on love. And yep. that, was one, that was one of the reasons the gal that was driving our bus, you know, was asked, why do you come back? I said, you know, it's going to happen, right? You know, kind right. of a thing. She's like, "This is my home. Yep, this is my this is my home. This is our town. We come back to take care of our place. Yep, you know." And I was like, "Wow, that that takes a lot. <laughs> that takes a lot." But these right? are people that grew up in this place, so uh, I will definitely be back. Oh, I'm I hope so sooner. I hope sooner awesome. than later because I had a lot of fun. And like I said, to, to full circle, I didn't realize that I liked Cajun food as much as I do. Yeah. And so I bought a bunch of seasonings and stuff to make red beans and rice and sausage and jambalaya. So now I got to work on my recipes and getting all that stuff done. Uh, but yeah, so uh, I just can't say thank you enough to New Orleans for opening my eyes to something new yeah, and different. Yeah, I love that. That is the um, best kind of trip ever. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. So yeah, what started out like could have been a <laughs> could have been disaster. bad. Uh, yeah, ended up really really a, a great trip. So. Good. Yay. All right. Well, maybe next time. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see if she's ready to Y'all know share I'm just the not. News. There's some things I can share and just, I just, exactly. I'm like cares. a real open with and everything. I say nobody and cares. Other, and you're going to get a bunch after this thing gets posted. Right? You're going to be like, you're going to get a bunch of messages. Oh, come on. Come on. I want to know what you're going through. I want to know what's going on. So, yeah. Uh, you never know. Well, We've, those closest to me know gotcha. what's going on. Um, and I will get to a point where I feel comfortable enough, I believe, right. yeah. to share with you, which is a huge step for me because I don't share this kind of stuff. So, or do I ever get to a point where I want to share this kind of That's stuff? That's exactly so the fact right. That I'm even considering it. Considering it, says it something is surprising anyway. to me. Yes. So, yeah. Okay. So, so um, baby steps, all right? Baby right. steps. Be patient. <laughs> also, uh, before we let you go as well, Christmas cruise. Oh, we're so excited. Yes. Thanks to Coca Cola, we announced our fifth annual Christmas cruise. Uh, Jen's got everything done. She pretty much is ready to go, right? You're yeah, ready I just, to go for all this. I need to do is get dressed and get on board. There you go. So uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. It's happening December 8th. You can find out more. Go to our website, 949thewolf.com, <gasps> where you can enter to win yes. boarding passes. And just so you know, those who win boarding passes yeah. will know everything that's going on. 
Oh, okay. All right. That's interesting. Because they'll be on board. And they will learn things learn that nobody things. else will know. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, so with that said, enjoy your week. <laughs> <laughs> and now that I just frustrated the hell out of <laughs> so many say, people. I apologize for just frustrating the <laughs> best y'all. So Sorry. have an amazing week. We'll yeah. talk to you soon. Bye, guys.